Welcome back to the restarts of On a Whim, season two. And this is our second shot at trying to make episode six, right? Right, Jabari? I, I, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long since <laughs> I've even talked to you, Jabari, let alone record with you. Oh my goodness. Has, yeah. What where has the time gone? Last time I remember we were getting ready for the Spellbears Kickstarter. And we're going to take a hiatus because of that. And then it all went to just, it went sideways. Like time got away with from us and the new years, there's revolts and rebellions. And, and then January 6th happened. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what happened? To yeah. You? Oh yeah, so, yeah. Okay. I was like, what happened there? That was I the was, revolt. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, Jabari, do you need me to explain that one to you? Oh no. No, I'm good. You see, time All right, just making sure a blur to me. The days just kind of blend together, and I just kind of sleep and work. I hope right. You're that. working now, Hollywood, right? Yes, yes, Hollywood. They got to make that money. Gotta make that cash money. How many times have they shoved that thing up your nose at this point? Oh, okay. <laughs> so I usually go to um, I usually go to work at least four to five times a week in L.A. And um, that's not just including the COVID test. So um, so four or five times, definitely. And then an additional probably three or four times um, the week, too. So about Might yeah, it's like 10 or 12 times per week that it goes down into my nose or go up to my nose. But but the good thing is that um, these tests, uh, they don't require for the whole thing, the whole Q-tip to go all the way down, um, all the way up to your nose where it touches to the very back. Mm-hmm. Now it's just um, around Yeah, that's the where the virus likes to settle, yeah. Now it's just around the nostril. Okay, so, so it's, it's becoming less deeper and intensive. Exactly, huh? Yeah. Or maybe I've just started to like it. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my. <laughs> you used to make Ooh, me cry. Oh, my. <laughs> now you like it. <laughs> All right. I was seeing my voice spike there a couple of times, so I had to lower my gain. Oh, a bit. okay. But yeah, Paul is on a good mic for once in his nice. life, so I, I have that capability. Tell I guess. us what type of mic. Anyways, it well, it's a well, they're not a sponsor or anything, but it's a blue mic. It's a blue mm. mic, so it's a it's a quality product, and I incur- highly encourage anyone wanting to get into podcasting to get a hot, high quality mic. Oh yeah. Um, so let, let's talk about why are we in a podcast only format, Jabari? Not not to say that, you know, you're not my co-host and this isn't on a whim and all that all that introduction. The old introduction's outdated. It's gone. It's 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 out the window. <laughs> because now we're at an audio only format. Mm-hmm. Jabari, as the technical director of this of this oh, podcast, yeah. do you want to go into why we made that decision? I why did we do that? I forgot. Um COVID number one was so, a big what, part of that. Um, I guess COVID was a huge yeah. part. Of it. Yeah, and then um, for our studio, right? We basically shut down. Well, actually, we've been shutting it down, right? It's been shut down since COVID. Yeah, we're 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 online only. At this yeah, point. yeah. And shoot, to be honest, I forgot what the real reason was, but um, you know, people are busy. Um, going back and people forth. are very busy. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's just hard to get. So together. I, I think. 
I think the consensus was we can only do one thing well was either the podcast or the um, the Let's Play um, part of it, the uh, streaming mm-hmm. part. And since you and me, streaming isn't our forte. We were ignoring the chat and ignoring our adoring fans. <laughs> um, so we we went with the uh, the audio version. So listeners, I hope you uh, enjoy the high quality audio you'll be listening to. We still have our wonderful uh, moderator, now turned audio engineer, Shadow, will be editing this and make us sound tolerable for your listening pleasure. Um, exactly. <laughs> so someone dedicated to doing yeah. this, you know, might as well, right? Yeah, definitely. So, so Jabari, you get a PS5 yet? <laughs> no. It's <laughs> <laughs> a quiet song. I've been trying. I'm, I'm, but what is still every time I every time I see it go on sale, mm-hmm. it's instantly I, by the time I get there, it's out of it's out of sale. Mm-hmm. It's out. Right. They're they're out of they're out of stock. And I'm like, are the bots just that quick or is people just with people just being at home, hovering their finger over, you know, the PS5 button to buy now. Mm-hmm. Right? They got a, like a, a, an algorithm go and let him know that hey, Best Buy has it on sale. Walmart has it on sale, whatever. Yeah. So. Jabari, do you think it's a conspiracy against us, like people, gamers with jobs and lives? Um, <laughs> thankfully, right? I mean, I'm thankful to be employed, but damn it, I want a PS5. Is it a conspiracy against us, Jabari? What do you think? That's a good question because I'm not sure because this could be a huge marketing stunt where, um, you know, supply and demand, um, you know, people are demanding it a lot and putting purposely, um, as low amount of these councils out um making the demand even more um because you know people want it like oh they're sold out everywhere so it makes people feel special when somebody does get that and people want to um you know they want to be that person that gets it before everybody else and yeah so i i i think it's a little bit of a marketing stunt but then again um i was looking at um like things that happened in the past with consoles like uh the super nintendo and and councils like that back in the day is like it costs a lot to um develop these consoles and the cost of it um like when they actually sell it to the customers um usually the companies are losing out on um each console um they tr- the retailers or the not the retailers the, but the um the actual company um so sony microsoft nintendo yeah, yeah so they make the consoles these events uh, you know, programs and all that. And they try to make uh, at least break even for, mm-hmm. um, yeah, for that console. Uh, where they make the money is uh, the sales and the software itself. So the video games and stuff. So, um, so you're, so you're saying that even though I feel like the 500 or whatever it costs you, the 600, whatever it's costing is a ripoff. Mm-hmm. You're saying they're barely breaking even. Yes. They're probably losing. Interesting. Money on that. I, I never, yeah. I never thought I, I never thought of it that. Because <laughs> you got to think about wow. like how long they actually um, develop these systems, right? Usually, it's like it's like what seven through eight years of development for these things, mm-hmm. and you know they have to pay somebody to do that, right? So right, um, yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I mean, what what game would you get like on release? So. Well, two things, right? What game would you want to get right now? Like, how many what how many games are out there right now that you'd be like, I am willing to fork over 
$600 that I may or may not have? Yeah, that's another good question because I've I haven't been following like what games are coming out for PS5. Um you know, since they did that conference, the P- uh, PlayStation conference, uh there was only a couple mm-hmm. games in there that I really liked, but I can't even remember the names. I just remember there's one with the cat that you you can be a cat and you just walk around. And I'm just like, oh, I want yeah. it. But yeah. But was it a release title or was that to be released later? That's a good question. Um, I was assuming since they were showing it through that that conference that it will be like a release title. Um, but okay. I never heard anything or saw any videos on it ever since the, um, the PS5 came out. So maybe that that game is not out, but I can't even look up that game because I don't remember the name of it. Like I'll type in. Oh yeah, we need to go back to that on a whim episode and watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I remember we were both mesmerized being a kid. <laughs> I remember just kidding, you know, just instantly. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I just see my voice spike so so hard when I say "kitty" like that. It was great. <laughs> like I'm Boo from uh, Monsters Inc. Oh god. But um. But so, how about for you? Like, or are there games out there that um? Not at this time, mm-hmm. but there is a game. I am willing to fork over <laughs> the $600 for it to get it. And it's going to be the Mass Effect remastered that's coming out in May. Okay. Yeah, I never so played that. So in, in my head, I am willing to fork over the $600, not only for the hardware, but then I'll take my money. <laughs> like I am, I am ready to have my heart broken again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to love again and I'm ready to get my heart broken again. And I think I've ranted about uh, Mass Effect on this podcast numerous times. So I don't want to get back into it too much. But um I'm did you watch the video game awards late last year, early this year? When it when was it? Do you remember? No, I uh, I, I number one, I didn't watch it. <laughs> so I don't know when it well, was. Well that was that was when they announced um what's his name? From Final Fantasy as one of the villains, one of the new Smash characters. Oh, really? Sephiroth. Uh, yeah, Sephiroth. Sephiroth. Yeah, that's when they announced him during that same. But I did not watch that. I I couldn't give two. You know what's mm. about that? <laughs> I saw the map. I heard. Of, I didn't see it mm. right, but I saw. I heard about the Mass Effect, and I saw the the, the teaser trailer mm. right, and I instantly, like my 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 brain is like, no, you you've been betrayed before. Don't go back. Don't go back to Bioware. But then my heart's like, my body is ready. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I had a bit of a nerd nerd moment, a nerdgasm, whatever you want to call it. And um, everyone's telling me, Paul, you, you remember what happened last time? Mass Effect 3. Remember the ending? <laughs> Do you remember how Andromeda treated you? You know, like a third redheaded stepchild kind of oh, thing. Goodness. And I'm like, I know, but it's Mass Effect. <laughs> <laughs> so and the screenshots they're releasing are gorgeous yeah i get it it's a remaster i can play through one and two and love those two and then <laughs> play three and deal with that you know not, but this time you're but prepared it, for the terrible ending this time or, I, or whatever right but i think maybe because maybe because i'm older maybe because i'm 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 able to see the ins and outs of video game development and i'm just because of the studio, right? I know how much work goes into it, and I know why they made the decisions they made. Doesn't mean I agree with it, <laughs> but I can. I in my head, I'm like they had to sit in a, in a room together and figure out the best way to end it. 
And I get that because we've been having those conversations as a admin team mm-hmm. uh, for for the first time listener. Me and Jabari are the uh, two of the four co-owners of Women Independent Studios, LLC, or Women D for short. And um, we have two games coming up this year. Ooh. So we are having to make some decisions about one of those two games and how we want to release and end it and <laughs> move on and all that. Right. So I I get it. <laughs> and then knowing that Mass Effect 4 is going to have a set canon ending of three. So the, the the starting point of four is assuming you made this decision in three. Um, so if you've never played Mass Effect three, that's me. I, I highly suggest in May, go and get it, play it. Maybe you'll have your heart broken like I was, or maybe you you like the ending like so many did. Um, but um, Mass Effect four is going to go off of the assumption that you made a certain decision in three. Sounds like a Game of Thrones all over again. Such a great start. See, but great middle. So many, but so many shows end that way too, though, <laughs> right? You know, they have all this momentum going mm-hmm. in. Like the the first show that their ending disappointed me was Scrubs. <laughs> that they that they had a great beginning, great middle, and going into the end, you're like, okay, this is a nice ending. And then they rebooted it, and it was awful, awful piece of crap. Don't watch it. Um, it's like watching um, the last Airbender movie by M. Light Shyamalan. Oh, no, um, it's just awful. <laughs> that whole thing was terrible. So it was even. A, it was even a, so a beginning, like a good exactly. <laughs> but um, Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. I mean, everyone just watched it for the for the boobies, right? I mean, that's what it, the show was pretty much about. It was either that and the the backstabbing betrayal, right? <laughs> So the boobies on top of the <laughs> the backstabbing betrayal. <laughs> I see what you did there. I I do enjoy. I do, I do see what you did okay. there. But um, I think the writers of Game of Thrones mm-hmm. only had so much source material to work off of mm-hmm. from J.R.R. Martin, yep. whatever that pervert's name is. Um, <laughs> is he uh, right? You laughed. I don't know. I, I, don't I know mean, there's he, some um, he, conspiracy going on with him, or I don't know. There's, I feel like this is close to the Me Too times where that show was really popular oh. too. So I'm like, I don't know. Everybody, <laughs> maybe everyone. I see. I I wouldn't have connected the Me Too movement. You know, now that I, I've never seen Game of Thrones, so I really couldn't make that. You're 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 the actor, so I'll default actor, to you on that. <laughs> I mean, you are a Hollywood actor. Sure. <laughs> Let's... But yeah, um, but yeah, but other shows like Breaking Bad started off really slow mm-hmm. and then ended on like the best production values possible. Right? Mm-hmm. So I guess it just really depends on, I don't know, it, the source material and mm-hmm. the quality of writers. And I don't know. It's yeah. so many factors go exactly. into a good final product. And you only can only hope that your fans like it, right? I mean, as as we're seeing with um, Cyberpunk, uh, the fan base is not a happy camper. <laughs> nope. Jabari laughs because he knows. I, I, I mean, so here, here's the question. Is this another like No Man's Sky? Do you remember that game, Jabari? I think we talked about it on this podcast. I think we too. talked about it and I think... Uh, we- talked a lot about this with grover as well in like an interview but um yeah i never yeah, yeah. played the game i never even really heard it um even when it came out 
so I was just getting information from you know people who have heard about it. So, uh, yeah, from you and so this and stuff like that. So here's what my thought on it is, right? So the the problem with No Man's Sky was they overpromised, underdelivered, mm-hmm. right? They made someone open their mouth, and you know the the, the lead or whatever he was, the direct creative director, whatever this guy was, the creator, <laughs> he could not shut up. If he just kept his mouth shut and said, we're making this game, we're going to explore all these worlds, it's going to be great. Think Minecraft, but in space, you know, whatever, whatever he wanted to say, mm-hmm. right, could was could have been better than what he said. Nothing would have been better than what he said. <laughs> so, um, but now is Cyberpunk a victim of like Duke Nukem and all these other games where they had so much time? And so much hype going up into it. Could it have freaking Keanu Reeves freaking <laughs> was E3, you know, you're breathtaking, right? You remember yeah, that huge yeah, bar. Remember thing. that E3? <laughs> so much. Could it? I don't think that Cyberpunk could have ever produced something that would have lived up to that. And then they just released crap. I mean, yeah. <laughs> And I thought, you know, the, some game-breaking bugs were bad on our end as an indie studio. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Just some of the horse, like, I made it to the final final uh, third of the game, and the game had a miss glitch save or something. I kind of started over. What? You Okay, so or number something. one, you played it. You played Nope, I have not. Oh, okay. I, I've just heard. Oh, this okay. is all third-hand, fourth-hand gossip from <laughs> so-called news outlets. Um, Got it. Right, so game journalism, right? Yeah. So, um, of course, and the game journalists are gonna flock to, flock to it like vultures, mm-hmm. because you know if it bleeds, it leads, and in in video games, it's drama. So, <laughs> crunch culture comes into play, and then mm-hmm. over promising, under delivering. What's um, uh, what's it? What's that quote that Grover likes saying that you can eventually you can release a game late and make it good, or you can release a game too early and it'll always be bad or whatever the saying i'm butchering that right now. <laughs> i'm not even gonna try myself <laughs> so have you played it i've never played it was never interested in it in the very first place see i i would i wasn't either and the only reason i saw it at e3 was because my brother was like i tell me all about it i want swag i want and i'm like okay fine you know, and it was like, OK, it's like uh, The Witcher, but in the future. I mean, uh-huh. that's what um, cyberpunk developer uh, CD Projekt Red. Yeah. Has, right. That's they're known for The Witcher. Series. Yeah, exactly. But then you remember that book, Blood, Sweat and Pixels, yeah, right? I um, do. Not not to say that Jason Schreier um, sponsors this podcast or anything, <laughs> but really good book. Really. He likes the drama, too. I mean, if you notice that. But um, if anything, that book taught me anything. Going from The Witcher 3 being this old, you know, old style medieval, think um, Skyrim meets Westeros and <laughs> and um, from, uh, what's it call it? Uh, Game of Thrones, yeah. right? So The Witcher 3, but then they're making it. So I'm assuming they had a remake assets. They had a remake. Um, I think they even had to make a new engine for it, too yeah so the, from yeah from what i was reading is that um uh those creators they're those it's kind of like how we the issue that we had in the studio before where 
um, you know, they're bringing in these people and they want to create the game. They wanted to create the systems and stuff inside the, the game themselves and work out every mechanic. But they, the easiest thing to do would be able would, uh, we call it would just going to like a midware company or um, using a different software that already has a program that's already uh, fleshed out and you know just putting that into your game i think um uh you know for the cyberpunk they decided to create their own systems and it was like crappier versions of things that are already out and well established and they didn't want to use that they wanted to do it themselves so i think that's why they had even more issues than they should have with that game so is this another story of flying cl- too close to the sun? <laughs> another Icarus flight? Is this another one of these? Just their hubris got the better of them. We're CD Projekt Red. We're going to kick ass and kick names and show show boobies. <laughs> I mean, that's right. I mean, we're Polish and we're going to we're going to kick ass. Right. Is that what this is? Or did it truly become something so big that could have never lived up to the expectations or a little bit of both what do you what, what are your yeah, thoughts i think it's both but especially that um the latter what you're saying i think um it was just hyped up so much and they were trying to get so much to the game that they just couldn't handle it it was it would have taken maybe another three or four years for them to really get this done correctly um but you know so there's deadlines and stuff for um this, mm-hmm. Yeah. This will be my next point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, thankfully, at Women Independence Dude, Women D, it's only the four of us, the four of the four co-owners, mm-hmm. right? We only answer to ourselves. We in our pocketbooks, right? Exactly. If we if the money's worth spending, mm-hmm. right? I could not imagine having to go to a boardroom full of stockholders <laughs> who are saying, "Where's my money?" Exactly. I mean, I couldn't. I could not imagine that and shadow you can go ahead and bleep that part out i don't care whatever we want to do we can make this pg-13 for all i care um just having to answer for where's my money are you gonna pay me mm-hmm. when is that money coming the rent's due the lights are due you're paying all these people where's that money coming from and i i could not i mean we have to answer to our kickstarter because you know spellbearers are successful mm-hmm. thanks to jabari his wonderful marketing oh, team yeah. but <laughs> We're accountable to those people, which I have another story to go into, but <laughs> I could not imagine having worked on this game. How many years was it? Six years in development already? And just telling people we need it, we need to prolong it, we need to put mm-hmm. it off. We can't, we're not there yet. We're not. And they're like, no, you need to do it by today or tomorrow or yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I could not imagine that pressure. Yeah, exactly. And they started in and, 2012 with this game. So, yeah, more than Cyberpunk released last year. So eight years of dev yeah. time, right? Yeah. You can't. And yeah. there's no way. I mean, if you're building it from scratch, not only are you building it from scratch, but then for next gen consoles, for this, for that, you're adding this. And that. I mean, it was doomed to fail with or without the hype at that point. <laughs> and then, you know, The Witcher 3 and as we write in that book, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, there's a lot of crunch that went into Witcher 3 into those kinds of games, mm-hmm. right? We'll, we'll fix it in post. It's the old, it's the old adage, yeah. right? <laughs> it's, it's always ends terribly. Oh. It always ends terribly, oh. right? So, it's... Is it the fault of 
the dev or is it the fault of something else? What it how do we solve this problem, Jabari? If you if you were king for a day, how would you solve this problem? Like, do you underhype games? Do you stop marketing the way you do? Do you lower expectations? Do you how do you hose down the fan base? <laughs> is what I'm saying. Oh, shoot. Yeah, that's a difficult question because you always have to keep the hype of your game. Um, you mm-hmm. know, you can't make promises that are beyond what the scope of what you guys can do within the time frame that you have. And that's that's basically what happened. I just read an article on this um, and they're actually like they're, they've been pointing fingers at everybody, the development team, yep. you know, the yep. fanboys yep. or, uh, you know, the stockholders, just every people are pointing fingers at but the interesting thing that i saw was that um apparently it was the marketing team for that um game that was making the big promises of having like customizable um characters like fully customized um in this big world and stuff like that and they're saying that okay the marketing individuals are um projecting all these promises that we can't make so instead of saying it sounds like that problem from No Man's Sky. Someone just couldn't shut their yeah. mouth. Yeah, yeah, that's what it sounds yeah. like. That's what it looks like, or at least that's what the angle of the article that I read. I'm not sure what the truth is. Um, all I know is that this was the big game. They were expecting a lot of things, and everything went downhill <laughs> real quick. I mean, when you had a day one patch. That was over. How how big was that patch? Like, I think it was like a, a hundred gigs or something for Whoa. PC. I don't remember. <laughs> I might be talking up my ass at this point, but it was huge, like a huge patch. I could not imagine that, right? Because there's a there's a I'm sure there's a go or no go date where you have to have the CDs or the Blu-rays printed mm-hmm. out for retail, right? Yeah. The, I don't think that could happen. When we were growing up with the N64, right? Once you release the damn cartridge, there's no going exactly. back. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know, Jabari. It, it it's it's such a rough road because the fanboys, you can you you can only satisfy so many of them at one mm-hmm. time, right? You you got these ravenous fans that want they want this the, the next biggest and greatest thing, and then they want the same thing regurgitated to them on a silver platter mm-hmm. right they so i mean i'm guilty of that i just rented about mass effect and <laughs> the crappy ending it was for years i'm going on years now right <laughs> so i mean i get it mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a it's a rough situation to be a dev in and to deal with all that stuff yeah. right but at least some devs kind of take that in stride and like they um they make jokes of themselves. Like, for example, I was I am playing GTA online a lot with um, Jordan Windmaster, one of our streamers, developers that works with the studio. Yeah. Right. And um, I've been streaming with him. And one of the latest content releases on GTA is something called the Kyle Perico heist. And I've it's the very first heist you can do in the game solo. And why is that important that you can do this solo? is because GTA is known for being, and I think we talked about this several episodes ago in season one, GTA Online is a horribly toxic community. <laughs> um, I told that story to you, Jabari. I remember when I was uh, delivering some 
some illicit goods. Yeah. And someone tried to blow me up, but I ended up using my minigun. <laughs> <laughs> and I blew up the, I blew them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and, that, and that's some new player decided to hunt, you know, try to come after me. And I'm like, nope, I got bigger toys than you do. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you laughed the exact same way, too. It's great. But so the developers listened. They gave the people who want to just make money in the game, leave me the F alone. I'm going to just play in my little corner. And they gave them this awesome DLC. And they even, even one of the NPCs that come with the DLC, his name is Pavel. And he's like your support character, right? He's the he's this like half drunk Russian guy that, you know, old salt pretty much. Okay. Right? He lives in a submarine under the sea. I have not seen daylight for days <laughs> and tonight will not be the right. Something like that. Right. Like a, like a Russian Ahab pretty much. And, um, he, at one point he says, Capitan, have you tried to shoot down the flying bikes with the cruise missiles? It's quite fun. <laughs> and it's making the joke that one of the most overpowered weapons the developers put in the game is this flying motorcycle with missiles. <laughs> and these are the and those those bikes with missiles are the number one way people grief other people in the game Uh when you're trying to deliver something something to make money they use that to go after you they're listening they're listening so (laughs) the developers are listening they're just being asses about it right That's I mean, they, they could they could solve the problem so much simpler ways, but they choose not to, right? So I don't get it, Jabari. Um, is there any other cases in your experience of when the developers do listen? I know Grover likes to tell the story of Final Fantasy, and they had to freaking throw a meteor at the planet, end the game, take it offline to rebuild it, right? I mean, that's the developers listen. They they had to do something with and rebuild the game from scratch, pretty much. Oh. From what I hear, that's what that was about. Any okay. you, I think so. I'm I'm sure I'm butchering the story, and Grover will correct me off air or on air, whatever. But um, is there any stories like that 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 you know of of any games you liked that developers listened to the fan voice? Oh, that's true. Uh, like right now, like while I'm trying to think about it, I'm like, derp, 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 but I'm sure like there's stories. So I think I might have to come back later on that. But um, okay, okay. But yeah, like um, I've been playing League of Legends um recently. I know it's a it's an older game, but people are still playing it, and newbies like me. Are oh there. yeah, they are fresh meat. Who wants my speaking buns. of speaking of toxic communities? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> that's another thing. Yeah, they're pretty toxic i turn off my chat um so i can't hear anybody but i still get their pings and stuff their angry um pings on the game um indicating mm-hmm. that i'm making some type of mistake or something like that but i can't hear what they're saying you i'm did- just like la di da here i am <laughs> you did not boss your channel or lane appropriately jabar <laughs> apparently so yeah i did not apparently, smite but this yet- dragon when i was supposed to smite it or or whatever. I'm just like, I told you guys, I don't know how to play. That's what I tell everybody at the start. <laughs> I'm new to this. See, n- <laughs> now is League of Legends a result of that tier system, right? Where you start at bronze and you go to silver and then you go to gold and then platinum or whatever. 
whatever the hell the, the system was, mm-hmm. right? Does that effectively create toxicity, like the get good scrub mentality that you used to have, from what I recall? <laughs> I still do have in some context. Um, I mean, freaking Age of Empires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you guys are just destroying me in that. Like, I, I don't even know what to do. Like, you guys scale way too hard. I have to end you guys real no, quick but, in that. <laughs> well, because if, if you're French in the early game, oh my God, if you start next to you, you're done. Game <laughs> over. You want to pack it in. I found Jabari for, oh, I'm done. Resign. <laughs> oh, but. That's what one of our friends did, right? As soon as they found out that you started packing them, they just resigned right away. <laughs> no, like I took out their villagers and they kind of forced it was a wrap. Were, yeah, they had to resign. You know? Yeah. But um, so is, so you are not that person in League of Legends, what I'm hearing. No, no, no. That's a totally different, you know, different game and, mm-hmm. you know, skill sets and stuff like that. But um, for that game, like the bronze and iron and whatever they have into there. Um, you know, those systems have always been there. Um, you know, you can go all the way back to like the 2000s when like uh, Warcraft 3 came out and stuff. It's just uh, these tiers are just like, you know, there's just competitive tiers out there. Um, and, um, you know, since now that these games are, you know, everybody can have it. You don't have to go to a a store to buy the CD and put into your to your computer and have uh, a good internet connection and um you know try to go to competitions to prove that you are a top tier player now you can just uh, mm-hmm. like Le- league of legends you know you're everything's right there you download it for free the game's free um you know and you can see what tier you're ranked at if you're playing ranked games and all that all that's there but you know it's all a competition and um people are mm-hmm. serious about competition um competitiveness of course they are and yeah, that's where the toxic stuff comes out. If this was, um, you know, if this was a game, this, if this was, if it didn't have like the whole ranking system, um, I don't think it would be as toxic as it is. And I don't think people would be playing that game as much either because, um, you know, that edge of competitiveness, um, people really like that. People love to win. And, um, yeah, that's, that's where toxic stuff comes up, I feel um that competitiveness from individuals but so i i think that league of legends ends up being one of those games where the devs do listen to a faction of the 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 players Mm -hmm. and nerf something or or whatever then there's going to be immediately a revolt (laughs) equally from the people who were taking advantage of that whatever got nerfed or if something got buffed and then i mean League of Legends and fighting games for that matter, mm-hmm. right? Are those games that you're just they they just breed that, right? Where I, I've heard of stories of people counting frames of how to do combos mm-hmm. in um in fighting games like Smash Brothers, Mortal Kombat, right? They count frames to buy. <laughs> how, how do you I I don't like in my head, I can sure I can grind a game out. I can play you know i used to play pokemon hours on end um (laughs) grand theft auto i can sit there for hours and just mindlessly do something right because that's what i like to do because i like to just unwind listen to a podcast whatever and just do nothing don't have to worry about anything that's what i play video games Mm -hmm. 
there are people who actively play video games and not for the experience, but because they want to get good. Um, G-I-T, G-U-D, right? Mm-hmm. Count frames. I just, I can't, I can't wreck my head around. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I mean, just, shoot, I have a life, so I can't dedicate that much time to figure out this one game that I'm probably going to set aside, um, you know, mm-hmm, a month mm-hmm. after playing it. Like, I, I can't do so, it. So let me ask you mm. this. Do you think 10-year-old Jabari or younger Jabari would be mad at older Jabari? Because now, because when we were little kids, we think, man, I can't wait till I'm an adult and I can start making money and I can play all the video games I want and not have to do anything. That's what we think, right? When we're younger. I mean, at least for me, right? <laughs> like, um, do you think the younger versions of us would be mad at us. Like you have, you're an adult, you have money. Why aren't you playing more video games? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Be so pissed off at myself. I mean, like you're a big I, I'm sure. boy. You can buy all these games. Now you choose not mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. you choose rent and car payments over games. What's wrong with you? Right? <laughs> like, How dare I want to live in a nice, comfortable house? <laughs> Oh, man. How do how dare I want to keep the lights on in that house? Shoot, I don't even have to worry about rent. I just have to worry about car payments. But like you, on the other hand, shoot, rent, uh, car, or no mortgage. You got to pay mortgage and all that. Mm-hmm. Mortgage, like, mortgage, ew. and the car payment too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That not, that nice badass car I got that cost yeah. money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ten year old so. me will be so pissed off right now. Oh yeah, eight eight year old Paul, ten year old Paul would be just livid. Like you, you are you became the thing we just swore to destroy. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> You're not fun anymore. <laughs> You're not fun anymore, and I would answer. Listen here, you little. <laughs> right. <laughs> like talking to one of my, stu- but um, talking to the students I work with, mm-hmm. right? Like you know. You're old, Mr. Vela. And I'm like, shut up, you little. T- <laughs> <laughs> like one of the kids the other day was telling me um, that virtually, virtually, of course, right? Because we're still all virtual. Right? Yeah. Um, my parents are old. And I'm like, yeah, how old are your parents? They're 35. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not much old. I'm not much younger than your parents. They're like, you're old, too, Mr. Vela. I'm like, Bah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man, yeah, good times. Yeah. So yeah, eight year old Paul, eight year Jabari would be best friends making fun of us at this point, <laughs> I think. So, let me ask you this next question, then Jabari: mm-hmm. What do you think of game of, of games that charge people money to play online? So, World of Warcraft um, is one of the prime examples, right? Blizzard to get on their battle nets or whatever it's called these days. Mm-hmm. You got to pay, right? You pay to play. Um, it's a monthly surcharge, whatever it is. But then you are privy. Then you're charged for the DLC, right? From what I'm, from what I remember, mm-hmm. like you're charged to buy all the stuff. Yeah. Same thing in Grand Theft Auto, where you can pay money for in-game money to get all the stuff you want, but the DLC is free. Like that Kyle Perico heist I mentioned earlier, that was free. Does is which model's better? Do you think? Do you do you want to charge your players for content and for the high quality servers, modded, 
no, modded, like someone's <laughs> a protector, right? Mm-hmm. There's someone in charge of making sure there's nothing bad going on. Or the model of GTA where like, ah, anyone can do whatever they want. Go ahead and, and mod and cheat as long as it doesn't cost me money. Which which model do you think is better? <laughs> okay. Um, you know, the first the first one that you mentioned, that's you know, that's the older model, right? That's um the Blizzard model. Yeah, the Blizzard model is outdated. Um with like League of Legends that came in and stuff like that, where you can download the game for free and play on the internet for free, but you're being charged mm-hmm. for um um if you want a champion or if you want like skins and stuff like that. That's the new way now. And I feel like this new way is is it's much better in the long run. Um, for mm. the company itself, yes. And for the player itself too, because um because the the player can buy whatever they want as long as they have money for it, right? And then um right. for the company itself, uh they are encouraged to create more content for the game in order to keep people staying playing on this game. And um like League of Legends it, do you know what you know what a skin is, right? A champion skin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they sell those things for like ten dollars, and um, it's like the hats from Team Fortress. Oh, okay. <laughs> the hats from Team Fortress too, right? Um, so, who, who makes League of Legends again? Is it Epic? Riot? I believe. Yeah. Riot. Okay. So it's so riots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they there's potential um, in this new model to make a lot more money than just. Um, um, focusing on uh, the DLC and the purchase of the game itself and um, the cost of keeping up their server and stuff like that. There's a lot more potential in um, um, selling people these skins because, uh, you know, people are really dedicated to these games. Um, you know, they're devoted to a champion in leagues for their character, so they want to buy all the all the skins for it. And um, some of these skins have, like, eight or even nine different skins that you can buy and people who are dedicated to it that's like 90 bucks right there um, right off the back mm. just off the skin and then it's right. other characters that you do use in this game um if you're really into it then that's you know so it starts adding up like um um uh, the older model you're probably going to pay around in the life not in a lifetime but um you know, you pay sixty dollars for the game, and then for the service, the internet service is probably going to be around fourteen ninety nine or so, and sometimes mm-hmm. the DLC as well. So um, you're looking at uh, usually probably a lifespan of um, around two hundred to three hundred dollars for the whole lifespan of that that um, that player. Uh, but in this new model, you might you might um, that the average is probably going to be around more like four hundred, five hundred, six hundred dollars. Um, for these individuals that are really deeply in love with these games. So, yeah, right, right. there's more financial. Or you have the little kid in GTA who wants to fly a motorcycle with missiles. Exactly. Who will then take who will then take mommy and daddy's credit card and buy the in-game cash. <laughs> exactly. And then, and then the conspiracy theory is Rockstar lets it happen because then they terrorize the players who are playing for free, right? They're not, they're making all their money in-game. And then they're not they're not spending the the real money for this end game money, right? Mm-hmm. So you see what's happening. So the conspiracy theory that Rockstar looks the other way, like 
Oh, you're getting griefed. Oh, that sucks to be you. <laughs> hey, look at these. Look at this in-game money. The shark cards is what they're called, right? So, <laughs> right. So I'm. I mean, that's my conspiracy theory. My tinfoil hat of gaming. But yeah, I I agree with you that um, skins and things like that are infinitely cheaper to produce mm-hmm. than DLC, as we both know. There are a lot of money goes into development yes. and DLCs probably cost a lot of money. And um, I think DLCs are just a product of uh, episodic gaming, I think, in my opinion, where remember when Left 4 Dead was it Left 4 Dead was released in episodes, five episodes at a time, one episode for, out of five for a season. I don't know if you remember that or not. No. Um, Telltale Games was really good at this uh-huh. until they. So they went belly up, you know, as as some of the games who don't evolve well do. Mm-hmm. But then DLCs were a direct result of that, where you had a, a game and then a DLC would would bookend something, add something to the middle of it or near the end of it. And people like that. People like, for example, let's say Mass Effect, mm-hmm. right? I love Mass Effect, too. So they added three, four more story DLCs to it. That expanded the lore, expanded more characters and whatnot, yeah. right? But then there was also the DLCs, like you said, for new armors, new character skins, new outfits, things like that, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, I get skins ends up being, in the long run, the more product, the more fiscally option, right? Fiscally, you make more money, right? Less less work goes into it, and more people pay mm-hmm. for it, right? So you offset the cost. So I I get it as a business person, as a gamer. <laughs> when I buy a game, I want all the game. I want it right. <laughs> I mean, no, I agree with you. you I can. I'm only gonna buy one AAA game a year. I want that game to have everything it's ever gonna have, right? But that's not gonna happen. Anymore, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that 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 model went the way of the yeah. Shoot. And shoot. And, you know, these models and stuff like that, they're always being tweaked. They're always changing. They're always um, moving forward. Like um, now, um, have you ever, you know, you heard of Genshin, right? The Breath of the Wife. Yeah, yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, they're using a combination of open world and um, gotcha, which is a system that's popularized in Japan. Um and their model basically is, you know, um, it's gotcha. Like, um, you, you went to the candy store before, right? And maybe there's a bubble gum machine and, uh, you put a coin into it and you're hoping that you get a red one, but you know, out comes a yellow right. one. And then you put another coin in there and then it's not red again. It's a green one. And then a blue one comes out and then you finally get that red, right? But how much money you, you just spent like a dollar trying to get that red one, that one and that's this right this is the gotcha system that's being um used in genshin and people love this people love it um and also um you know genshin is a free game so you just download it and it has great uh it has a great story has great art um the playability in it is really great um as well and it's a long it's a continuous game. There's so much content into that game, and it's all for free. But where they make their money is in that gotcha system. If you want a certain character, so oh. it sounds like loot boxes are 
Mark Two, like Part Two of loot boxes. I think, yeah, where, yeah, similar to where you boxes. have a certain chance of getting this awesome content, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Weapon, armor set, and then you're paying for that chance. Is that gambling? I mean, is that <laughs> is that loot boxes 2.0 just dressed up in waifus and you know a- anime boobies? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Ah, uh, shoot! I play play the on a whim drinking game for this episode. <laughs> for every time we see we say the word boobies, take us take a <laughs> shot. <laughs> we so drunk. Um, but yeah, you're gonna <laughs> yeah, loot box two I think uh, you're pretty much right on the nail there. And um, is it gambling? Yeah, to an extent. Um, sure, legal gambling, you know. Even the kids could get into as it. As legal as gambling can be. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, the the gotcha system, the gambling system is not um you have to uh, you have to pay to win. Um in the game itself, you're getting an XP and you're getting like these uh in-game coins and stuff that you can use to uh, instead of real money, but um mm-hmm. to get the characters and stuff that you want. So um they still give you the chance to play the game without having to pay anything at all. Right, but, right, right, right. Like like GTA yeah. much, right? I can I can I can grind out money to get what I want, but then I can also use mommy's credit card and 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 get the cash and just get it right away. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the pay to win style. Mm-hmm. Right? The pay to Exactly. So, yeah. so what I'm saying is that um is that you know there's a fusion there's um you know the this new system that we're using is slowly changing into a different one. It's fusing with other ones. So gotcha and this loot box thing that's combining together to become Genshin, this new system. Um, so let me, let me ask mm-hmm. you this. Is there an equal opportunity to win a, a skin or a character or anime titties <laughs> of equal value, right? Are you going to get your money's worth, right? Or is it like anime anime boobies, um, great character skin, or a poopy flavored lollipop? <laughs> Are, do, you know what I mean? Is if I put ten dollars into this gotcha system, mm-hmm. do I have equal chance of getting something worth ten dollars, or is there a dud price like, like like a like a poopy flavored lollipop? I see. Yeah. Um... So yeah, it's never guaranteed. Like we said, it is it is a bit like gambling. Um, okay, so the loot box is loot box yeah. controversy two point yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So you could dressed put, up with anime. Mm-hmm. You could put two hundred dollars yeah. into it and get this total crap. You could put five dollars. Poopy flavored lollipop. Yeah, <laughs> you put yeah. five dollars yeah. into that's it my, and get like the best character in the freaking game. Um, it's all chance. It's all chance. Mm-hmm. So, and I and I know a lot of. Um, was it Peggy and uh, Australia and the European rating system are, are making a lot of countries are making moves to banning this kind of system, right? Because it is gambling <laughs> and people are throwing so much money into this to to no avail. Mm-hmm. They spent hundreds and get and get poop, while a a, a one time play at five dollars gets you all the the anime movies that you wanted, right? <laughs> so. <laughs> I just I'm so I mean, drunk right now. I, I swear. 
people are people are going to be so drunk at the end of this. This podcast. Twenty-two shots uh, later. <laughs> shot, shot, Hi, Paul. <laughs> How's it going? The video game. Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> shots. Shots. Boom. Shots. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Play the uh, on a, just this episode though. I'm not sure that it will never come. Anime boobies will never come up again. I think that's the but, next um, episode. Actually, is more about anime boobies. <laughs> more about anime boobies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> We know our target audience, I guess. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, um, loot boxes are back. Mm-hmm. Just brighten up with enemy boobies. That's 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 the way of the that's future. That's the right way now. to do it. They, that's how to they sell. they know their target audience just like we do. Mm-hmm. Sex sells. So <laughs> that's number that one. It, you know, so so maybe maybe we can wrap up with this 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 thought. Mm-hmm. With you, you mentioned the Me Too movement earlier, right? Is there going to be a moment? where that whole sex sells meets the me too movement or has it already happened i think it's where it's 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 happening it's been happening um yeah i think this has been an issue for you know decades and it gets yeah. worse <laughs> i uh, especially with a game like right. i mean with these beautiful ladies um you know there's someone so much sexual content out there um mm-hmm. you know uh luckily ash well not luckily this coronavirus has canceled um you know like cons and stuff and this was right. uh i think a little bit before genshin came out so um you know I- i'm afraid for the girls that go out there um dressing up as these uh the characters from the games and going mm-hmm. to these cons and um you know people are just you know, some people are dirty. They don't know the boundaries or they're like, oh, for yeah. sure. But we can go. Well, people, are, people are dirty, period. I mean, they don't know how to shower. <laughs> yeah, especially at a con, right? But I, I think con we can folk, save that man, conversation for the next episode when we get there. Uh, well, so we'll save con funk for the next episode. So if you're... <laughs> <laughs> it's not movies. It's not anime movies. It's con funk <laughs> for episode, yeah. episode what, seven. <laughs> episode seven. So. <laughs> Listeners, I'm hoping you enjoyed On a Whim's triumphant return in a uh, audio only format. Um, if you enjoyed this past what 50 minute plus mar- uh, time of of me and Jabari just nonsense, t- just talking. Um, one of the, the beautiful things is me and Jabari are actually friends, and we do enjoy talking to each other. So <laughs> if you enjoyed. So. The, right i mean i like talking to you i don't know if you talk, you're talking, like talking to me to you. you're like oh this this, this bum dragon <laughs> making me be social what the matter with him <laughs> so if you all enjoy this please um think about giving us a uh a rating uh whatever you're we'll be posting this on multiple um podcast outlets i'm using a new system that we were introduced to not too long ago um so we're on multiple uh we'll be on spotify we're going to be on apple we'll be on however you listen to podcasts if you want to if you enjoyed this give us a high rating five stars leave us a good comment hey i enjoyed it hey guys less anime movies more video games i know it'll never happen then. i know i know i know you so if you enjoyed it great um, please I'm oh, sorry, go for it. I'm <laughs> trying to end it. I'm like, a, oh, yeah, you, it's, a, it's a laugh, right? So, I'm Paul Bella. That's Jabari Lewis Smith. 
We are on a whim and we will see you next time. Adios. Any parting words, Jabari? Uh-huh. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it nerdy, y'all. <laughs> I'm